This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. All right, and we are back at it once again. Whatever You Say Podcast. Your man Ivory Towns doing the thing thing. Appreciate everybody checking it out. Of course, this is always brought to you by Cibo Alto. Higher level cuisine, C-I-B-O dot A-L-T-O. Check them out on Instagram, Cibo Alto. A special episode today. Uh, I got a young guy who's uh, pretty impressive, man. Y'all know who this dude is, too. You've seen him. Seen him at the Thunder Games. Probably seen him on uh, UCO's campus doing some things. Maybe seen him at a local high school teaching some kids. Talking about Adam Francisco. How we doing, man? Welcome to the Whatever You Say Studios. Pretty good, pretty good. Just glad to be here, man. Thanks for showing up, man. this heat. I know. The heat's been crazy. Remember, we tried to do this first on Zoom. And uh, that didn't work out. We got got about, what, about 10 minutes, I guess, of of some decent content. And I guess it's my fault. I was not aware you had to pay for Zoom. Yeah. So I just realized that maybe... Maybe a year ago. I didn't know. I, I, I cut off of a call, too, and was like, oh, wait, what? You got to pay for this? Yeah. They give you, what, 30 free minutes, 40 free minutes? <laughs> and then you know how we do. You get mad at Zoom because you didn't know some shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, Zoom. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, appreciate you coming through, Adam. And I had to break out the legal pad, man, for your rundown real quick. This guy's not even 30 yet, man. You got a lot going on. Man. Yeah, I'll be 30 in four months, man. I'm... 30 and 4 I'm, months I'm holding on with one little pinky finger right now That little to, edge To those 20s Yeah I'm like one pinky <laughs> finger <laughs> My man coming up on 30 at the end of the year Well listen Like I said Long resume right here already Graduated from UCO Go Chose Yes sir Right Sports writer for FoxSports.com Yes sir I had yes, to get sir. that right Not Fox 25 Nah man Don't put my man in the box FoxSports.com uh, Shannon, skipping him, all right? Get that right. Uh, got the Suave Report. Yes, sir. Creator of his own uh, website, the Suave Report. Currently in law school. Yeah, man. Forks up, Arizona State University. Come on, dude. You're 29. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, man. You're doing too much. I, I haven't I'm done trying, enough. I'm trying to be like y'all. I'm I haven't like done enough. OGs, man. And teaching still. Yeah. Yeah, still wow. teaching. Still teaching. And, and like we said, not even all the way 30 yet. So... To, to get all this on your own, oh, and by the way, I'll remember this from back in the day. You started out beat writing for the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Yes, sir. So, I mean, it's listen, it's a long a long list of stuff, man. You So that means you kind of were clear and, and got at it early. Yeah, man. So What gave you that clarity? How did you know what you wanted to do and, so and gave you really, the confidence to go after it? I grew up, uh, obviously, around music because my father... Big, big band director. No doubt. Um, is still teaching to this day, starting his 40th year in education. What's happening to Mr. Friend? That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. Shout, <laughs> Shout out, out man. to Pops. Shout out to Pops. But um, I was a little different. Like, obviously, um, I played music. I played trumpet, drum, piano, stuff like that. But I really fell in love with sports. So all this sports. stuff and you play instruments? Not no more. But, well, <laughs> I'm trying to learn the bass guitar, but that's another conversation. Okay, okay. Uh, Man, Renaissance man over here Trying man. to man But uh, but yeah man I fell in love with sports um, Basketball Baseball Track And uh, Played basketball From five years old All the way up to about 22 Right um, Played in college For a couple of years And then Tore my knee up And realized Like okay You're about 6'1 About 160 pounds You're <laughs> not going to the NBA You do not have a Chris Paul skill set right, You right. can't pull off That like short point guard thing Because you don't got The skill set Of a short point guard Simple as that Not good enough Yeah so I was just That's like it. Okay I'm not good enough What am I going to do Because I'm not about to be a bum I don't come from bums I'm not about to be one So yeah, I got to go. find something else You know Something Something to do My man um, cut from good stock Over here now Yeah man Yeah but my mom was in uh, Communications Journalism um, that realm and I always gravitated to it like I like talking sports I like writing um, I chose writing because I grew up with a stuttering problem I don't know if you know or remember that but I didn't know that huh? I had a really bad stuttering problem what age growing up all the way up until probably college really yeah I yeah. didn't know that um, so the way to get my words out without having to verb like to actually verbalize it was writing 
I could get everything out that mm -hmm. I wanted to say and didn't have to embarrass myself on live TV. So um, started writing, started with the school newspaper there at UCO. Um, and uh, the rest is really history. Uh, Tori Purby is actually, I don't know if you know Tori. He's, he was band director up there at uh, Star Spencer for, I want to say, like 10, 15 years. He's still there. Yeah, no, he's still at Star Spencer. Okay. So he went from Star Spencer to John Marshall back to Star Spencer. Okay. Uh, graduated from Langston. Um, but he's a photographer for InsideThunder.com. Um, and they were looking for writers. He hit my dad up and was just like, hey, Mr. Fran, uh, your son writes, right? And he was mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course. He was like, think he'd be interested in writing for the Thunder? He was like, yeah, I'm, I guarantee he would. Duh. Yeah, I guarantee he would be. <laughs> Um, I sent in a little um, sample story to him. He liked it, brought me to a game. Um, I guess I killed it, and he was like, hey, you got a spot. So that's what started all off. I was 21. Started at 21, my junior year of high school, over at college. I, I, I remember that, man. I remember I was I was in radio doing the sports show thing. Uh -huh. and, and, yeah, I remember I was like, yeah, my man's already at the, at the Thunder game and, like, supposed to be there. He's yeah. not. He's not as just going as a as a fan. Nah, my man is is writing what he sees and people are reading that. So, tip my hat to you, brother man. And 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 you knee deep in this thing now. Got your own website called the Suave Report. Yeah. Go ahead, pump your pump your site and pump your uh, your uh, social media. Most depth, it's just the Suave Report. Like the people say Suave because that's how it's spelled, but it's the Suave Report. Um, you can find that on Facebook. You just type in the Suave Report. Um, on Twitter, just follow me at Adam Francisco, and on Instagram, if you want to see, you know, sports fashion, um, what crazy outfit, you know, Russ is wearing, or Jordan Clarkson, any of them do, Shay, um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's suave.report. Just suave.report. Got a lot going on, man. It's a young fella, and he's teaching the youth already. They call you Mr. Fran, right? Yes, they do. Of course they do. They don't I even know where option. they came. I said, Mr. Adam, Mr. Francisco, or Mr. Fran. And about half call me Mr. Fran, half call me Mr. Francisco. So. They, they don't even know where it came from. Man, yeah, they don't. <laughs> no clue. Real quick, and you were talking about the fashion and things like that. And anybody that follows you on social media, they know that that you're into that. that that's kind of your thing. You're, oh, yeah. You're right there in that in that young millennial kind of demographic where, where fashion is a... Do you, do you look at it as... A form of expression of, of, or, uh, you know, the nerd chic, you know, that's in now and, yeah. and kind of whatever goes yeah. nowadays. So I feel like it's, so I'm, I'm in that weird demographic. Like I'm a, I'm a millennial, but I feel like I'm in between like y'all's generation and this new generation. I'm I right in you. the middle of it. I feel you. So I can kind of pick, like, I understand why um, y'all's generation and like older generations don't really really rock with some of the things these guys are wearing, but I also understand like why some of these guys are wearing what they're wearing. Like yeah. to me, yes, it's a form of expression. Um, I don't I don't think people should be judged off what they wear to a certain extent. Um, you know, I I'm I'm not fat shaming, I'm not doing none of this. I, I, right. I'm not This is Oklahoma though. I don't fat shame. I don't okay, fat we're not shame. fat shaming, no doubt. But, but I did go to Juneteenth this year. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Jeez. I'm gonna let you lead it off. Now I'm gonna say this. Though. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. There's no lack of confidence. Not at all. I'm gonna say that. You know, we're not fat shaming, but all that. You know, what you used to hear from women when I watch TV, when I read magazines. You know, the, all you see is the skinny girl, and they want you to look a certain way, and. I'm not built like that, and so that makes me feel insecure. But my that 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 is gone. That's gone. That That's stuff. Gone. That stuff is gone. So, I don't think that you know skinny is beautiful. Um, well, I don't think skinny is not beautiful. But I'm I'm not saying like beauty you is predicated off that. Right. Um, but I do have an issue. Like people know what looks good, but does not look good. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Like yes. You're confident, you're expressing that you're confident in who you are, but you know what the heck looks good. There's no reason why certain people should be walking out the house wearing certain things. Yeah. But that yeah. being said, I do think fashion, just fashion in its purest form, whatever your body type may be, is a form of expression. And it kind of allows people to just be different. Like, I feel like especially black men, we've always been put in a box like we have to 
we have to dress like this or you're soft or mm -hmm. you can't dress like this or you look like a gangbanger or you can't dress like this or you're gay. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of black dudes out here that are just as creative and in a lot of cases more creative than, you know, white kids out there that just want to express themselves. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, it's not, again, it's not my choice. I'm not about to walk out this house wearing no dang skirt. But if you want to wear a skirt, man, just go wear your skirt. Like, just, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I hope my son doesn't do it. But if you want to do that and that's, you know, how you express yourself, okay, cool, whatever. I think I think with, with my generation, I think because that's that with that mind frame I, that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Some things I, I can be new school about. Some things I can be old school about. But one thing that's 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 prevalent right now, and I think it just we have to deal with. Period. That's just universal law and human nature. Is that everything comes back around? You know, I'm I'm actually seeing that now. Mm -hmm. Like you see the, the 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 stuff that we were in high school, my yeah. generation. It's like coming back around this cool again. Yeah, it is. And, and with the young folks, and now they're just putting a little twist on it, and they might add some, some fringe to the sleeves or shorten up the shirt or the, or the jeans or whatever, but it's all the same stuff uh, coming back around again. Same concept. It, it's like a little 70s, 90s kind of mix. Yeah, yeah, Kind of fusion, you know it what is. I mean? Yeah. Because you can rock some bell bottoms, some tights, some, some you, you know, say, a ruffled you shirt, say. whatever. I it, got it, these it's whatever goes right now. pants on right now to be flaring. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right, my man got on corduroys Hot. with the zipper on the inside. Right, so you can make them flare out if you want to. Yep, that's new. That's fly. And I mess with it, man. I, I love that bell bottom look. I really do. You do I that? always have. I was well, waiting you're, for you're, it to come you're, back. You're, you're a swaggy guy, man. You're I'm, a swaggy guy. I'm slacking today, but I'll be trying, man. <laughs> man, you're, you're a swaggy guy. And, and listen, to get into everything that you got going on, to be kind of swaggy and out here in the know can't hurt you. Can't hurt right. you at all. Most definitely. Also with you, man, uh, this gentleman brand that you want to push. Uh-huh. That's actually um, a nonprofit organization that one of my friends, his name's Corey Akers. Okay. Uh, created, I want to say, in 2014, 2015. Um, and it was really a way, again, I was talking about the stigma that we have as black men to be like a certain, like, I'm not going to lie, to be hard, to act hard, to... There you go. Yeah. Um... I feel like that has plagued our race for far too long. It's, it has it has hurt us for far too long to where we don't feel like we can express ourselves. Um, so he started Grand Gentlemen to kind of allow a like fraternity of brothers that, you know, believe like, you know, I can be myself around these guys. I don't have to act this way or that way. I can literally just be myself um, and I'm not going to get judged. And uh, he started that. Um, then he kind of turned into like a fashion thing uh, where you'll see us wearing like suits and mm -hmm. um, just real dapper outfits. Uh, and yeah, he's he's created a, I'm not going to say empire, but it's growing. It's well, growing. It's, he, it sounds like a mentorship program where... It, it's definitely a mentorship program. Right. Bring yeah. in young men and just, you know, show you how to handle yourself, how to dress. I didn't know, I didn't find this out until, you know, I guess... When it was this year, my son was going to the prom, mm -hmm. and you know I had to teach him how to tie a tie and all that. And he had friends, and he talked to his friends, and you know so many young boys don't know how to do stuff like that. Yeah, they don't. You know, simple stuff. Tie a tie. I mean, it's a bunch of grown ups don't know how to do that stuff either. Grandkids has a tie drive. Right. Like two or three times a year. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, Go simple stuff like that. Uh, how to shave. Yep. You know how to, how to tie a tie. Uh, Shine, shine, shine your own shoes. And we also you know have, how to put together an outfit. They also got this. Uh, I forgot to mention this is the biggest thing. Uh, it's a man of the year scholarship. Man, um, talk about that it, they man. offer. Uh, it started with one kid, went to like two or three, five, ten last year, and I don't know how many Corey has racked up this year. But he's making these suits. Um, he's out, actually started his own suit brand as well, called Grand Gentleman, um, and he's putting each of these boys in brand new custom suits that they designed. Come on with it. Brand new suits. Because a lot of these, you know, kids, if they've worn a suit, it wasn't a a, a high dollar, you know, custom made right. suit like that. So um, giving them something that they may or may not have had. And um, I think he's given them, uh, I want to say $2,000 scholarship to college. 
Man, or whatever I, they want to do next. That's the thing. It's not son, for college. It's for whatever they want to do next. My son's going to OSU next year. I wish I would have. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Da- yeah, damn. damn it. Man, I wish I we would have figured that out. I wish I would have known your son is that old. That's that's where hey. I'm tripping, first of all. That, <laughs> is, that man. shows me that I'm getting old because the last what time I think saying? I saw your son, he was like maybe six. Hey, <laughs> I got I got two. Hey, he's my second one that's at O State, man. That's why. Second one at O State. So, by the way, perfect time to uh, let folks know you can donate to whatever you say podcast. <laughs> I believe you. Believe me, you. It's, it's going to a, a to a good place, man. No doubt. So. Who's my man? What's my man's name? One more time. And his the, name's and the, Corey Akers. Uh-huh. And if you look up Grand Gentleman anywhere, um, his at on every social media is just at Grand Gentleman. Grand Gentleman on Facebook and Corey Akers is his name. So no doubt, he has some really good stuff going. All right, that's good stuff, man. And since we're on the subject, since I brought it up, let's get into today's sponsor. Woo-hoo! My man Todd with Todd Teddy Bear stuffing. That's right. Hit that music for me. Uh-huh. If you're tired of seeing your favorite childhood bear in the corner all limp and flaccid, bring it to Todd's Teddy Bear Stuffing. Put some life back in your bear with some of the silkiest Himalayan cotton fibers this side of Canada. It's just a 15-minute process, and you've been stuffed by Todd. 20% off first-time single moms, by the way. Just log on to StuffedByTodd.com for more information. Todd's Teddy Bear Stuffing. Listen, I just read them, folks. I just read them. (laughs) This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. Um, also attending law school. Whew. I mean, listen, oh. dude. I mean, it's only 24 hours in a day. Man. You got law school. You're teaching kids. Foxsports.com. And you just, what, uh, served as mediator to a NIL oh, yeah. conference? A little panel, yeah. I mean, listen, man. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm obviously not doing enough. Talk, to me, about, talk to me about NIL. I know, I know you cover... Pro sports and the thunder and things like that, but we're wrapped in it enough. I think we know enough about sports. NIL has really come through and changed the game of college sports, no matter what you're talking about, football or basketball. And the way that it's hit the ground running, and the way kids are transferring schools, and the way that I've seen like two, three car length flatbeds have to come to college campuses to pick up a player's Range Rover <laughs> and BMW that he bought with his NIL money. Where is this thing going, man? What What did you find out, or what is? And, and we're talking about what Langston, UCO, Langston, UCO, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City University are the three schools that I. And we're not with. so we're not even this talking about even big. OU yeah. yeah, we're not even talking about big D one level schools. So, what are schools at that level? What what are they going to do with NIL? So from what I heard, UCO kept um, Steve Wagner is his name. He's uh, the athletic director up there. He's been at the university for about 40 years now. But uh, he kept emphasizing, he was like, first of all, we don't even identify as a small school. He was like, we only got 2,000 less kids than OU. They just go back home at night. They don't stay <laughs> okay. on campus. It's a commuter school. Okay. So he was like, we are not a small university by any means. Okay, touche. I touché. was like, yes, sir, but you're d- Division two, So, yeah. like, it, it is a little different. You, you can't say Let, it's Let's it's compare bank accounts. Yeah, I was like, let's. It, it's <laughs> definitely different than OSU or OU, for uh-huh. sure. Uh, but for the small schools, it sounds like they're really in the pioneer stage of everything. Like, there's, I want to say, maybe three or four regional division two schools that actually have some athletes that are making money like that. Mm-hmm. The other ones, uh, those athletes aren't making as much. Now right. what they do that I think is different from like OU and uh, a lot of the big schools are they go through these, sorry, businesses contract out this hub 
to reach out to kids to be like, hey, we got this sponsorship from, you know, Arby's. Okay. Um, they want to offer you $10,000. All you got to do is post a picture of their meal every week. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. And they take that, they clock it in and move on. So it's real uniform from what I noticed. But the big schools, from what I've heard about the big schools, it's the wild, wild west, man. Yeah, um, I there's mean, really no, there's no regulation to it yet. They just, they made it law and then that's it. Who, whose alumni has the deeper pockets? Um, who loves their school more? Yeah. Right? I mean, they, that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, I, I, you know, this, this four or five star kid coming out of high school, how bad do you want him? Yep. What's his family asking for? So this is this is, you know, this is blue chips all over again. The bigger problem that I've seen is because before this, it was boosters just throwing these kids money illegally. Now what the boosters are doing is, you know, if a five star kid is thinking about going to OU, um, a booster may or may not go to Bob Howard and be like, look, look, Mm -hmm. I can give you X amount of money if you offer this kid some crazy deal and two new cars. I can give you whatever. I, I don't know what they're talking about, but right. you know, I can offer you this if you give him that, which would entice these dealerships to go ahead and you know toss that money at that kid, thus making the kid want to go to OU. Uh, so that's that's um, an issue that I've seen. That's an issue that they talked about um, on the panel and how they are saying they they're gonna have to figure out another like a system because. I do think these college kids should be able to make money off their name. It's only fair because I mean, I was saying, a college athlete eating ramen noodles every day. I was not. I was probably <laughs> the most unhealthy in my life while playing college sports, which doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? Like, most unhealthy. Most unhealthy I've ever been in my life while playing college basketball. Right, right. Because I, I was you. eating noodles. Eating trash. Um, cafeteria pizza food, day. pizza. Right. Um, sausage links every day. Polish sausage. Supposed to be in my athletic Prime. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you run a scan on my blood. I look good, but yeah, if you ran a yeah, <laughs> meatballs exactly. floating around in my blood, blood pressure was probably a little high. <laughs> <laughs> so I like nil, but I do think there's gonna have to be some regulation on that and regulation on this dang transport uh, uh, portal. How about how about we make all alumni boosters register, mm-hmm. like like really register. So I need to know family income and all that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And and we can kind of monitor mm-hmm. who's kicking in what, how much you're doing it, how often. You know, now... So kind of like financial aid? A, a, a little bit, exactly. Yeah. Right? Because okay. I, I okay. got, like I said, I got two kids at Oklahoma State. They, they got to fill out the FAFSA. FAFSA all in my business. FAFSA crazy, man. All in my business. It's ne- never mind what I made last How year, How many FAFSA. people are living in your household? Yeah. Get I don't know. Whoever wants to, like, whoever needs to stay for a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all you want is this money, right? So why are you in my business? But Exactly. I mean, tra- you know, register these, these alumni guys and these boosters and, you know, track the money if you really give a damn. You really don't give a damn, but you got to act like you really kind of care. Yeah, you do. Because, listen, we take, we had Michael, I had Michael Kenny in here a couple weeks ago. Your name came up, too, Michael Kenny. Oh, Lord. He was talking about the, well, it was a good one. He was talking about how young and diverse the Thunder writing room was. Oh, yeah. Um, and Michael Kenny and I were talking, and we were talking about how, listen, these athletes make too much money. And I was necessarily, I was really talking about pro athletes. But now with this NIL money coming in, it's starting earlier. Yep. And listen, everybody's not getting the the, the right education on how to handle financials. They're not getting any. Any, right? A lot of cases. Some of their parents don't know. Yep. Yep. So what happens at the pro level? Calvin Ridley, Henry Ruggs. Don't get me started on them dudes. You know, guys just making just kind of just silly decisions. And, And Henry Ruggs wasn't necessarily all about money, but... Three o'clock in the morning, he's doing 150 miles an hour. I don't even know how he lived through that, man. Right? Like that's that's, that's him crazy. and his woman. That's crazy. That, that that like doesn't that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't it doesn't. Yeah, like girlfriend in the car. Hour? 150. You're drunk in the Lamborghini. Like, come on, man. That's crazy. There's no reason for that. No, Speeding man. is one thing. I speed every day. 
I mean, I was hitting 95 on the highway getting here, but we, we all break a little rule every yeah, day. Yeah, but but 150? That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's excessive, dog. But that's what I'm saying, man. The the the, the money these guys are getting, it just drives to to to, to weird decisions. You know, it takes your drive and your and your why away from you, especially when you get to this guaranteed professional level. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like I feel like we're offending TJ Warren and Kawhi Leonard if we ask these guys to put some basketball shoes on. Oh yeah. I might have to fight those dudes. The only job that you can have to where you can make $200 million and sit out when you want to sit out I, it, and the, the team has to cater the, to the, that. The, the money's too crazy right now. Yeah. And and it's starting early. And if you want, even if you want to go before that, you know, we're in this sports game, Adam. We hear some of these stories about AAU, right? We, we see guys transferring Man. to three, four different schools, their high school career. It starts even earlier, you know, so. So it's, it's, it's a habit, man. Yeah. Like, by the time these guys are getting to co- uh, college, they're already conditioned to right. think, like, the world, literally, the world revolves around They're entitled me. Like, already. Man. I'm the prize. Y'all got to cater to me because you want me, right? Okay, cool. So yeah. I want this. Yeah. That's not how it, I don't think that's how it should be. You know what? And I'm not. I'm not the authority when it comes to any of this kind of stuff, but in my opinion, it's uh, it just shouldn't be like that, man. Tell me about being a teacher, and then I'll ask you the same thing I asked I asked Michael Kenny. Post protest, post George Floyd, post COVID, what did you come back to in those writing rooms, in the classrooms? How much did the average student change? Pre and post George Floyd. Okay, so the main thing I have noticed, these kids hate interpersonal communication. They hate it. And (laughs) I think it stems from being locked in the house for six, eight, ten months. Right. Um, Being away from school for a full year and a half. Yeah, for, wait, yeah, like a whole year and a half, basically, not being in school has hurt these kids. Each year in grade school matters. There's such significant growth Mm -hmm. from, from seventh grade to ninth grade my students when they like their last encounter before last year um in a like a real classroom uh setting when things were just normal was eighth grade they came back 10th grade still not knowing the stuff like they didn't right, learn they right. didn't fully learn the stuff because the, the the school year uh was out after spring break so they right. didn't even learn all the eighth grade stuff now they're juniors now they're juniors yeah, yeah. so wow um i didn't think about it learning like that. gap yeah. And these kids have severe anxiety when it comes to just, like, answering a question in class. Like, teacher calls on them, they start, you know, freezing up and, um, um, uh, pass, pass. I'm like, you can't pass, man, just answer the question. I just asked you, how do you spell this? Just spell it real quick. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, man. Pass. Literally, <laughs> literally though. <laughs> Pass. Kids are about pass. Kids, the, the teacher calls on you answer the question. Answer the question, There's man. No pass. Again, I grew up with a stuttering problem. If, if, if anybody did not want to talk in class, it was me. Right. But I just did it. I got clowned after for stuttering too, but I just did it. Dang. I feel you, man. Adam Francisco, young, frustrated teacher. <laughs> and and you had to make a decision on whether you're, you're going to keep teaching yeah. also. I mean, I mean, you see everything I just named off. My man's working for... Or writing for, for FoxSports.com, running his own website, going to law school. That's, that's, that's a tough squeeze in there to, 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 to still teach. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's just a lot of energy. Um, and, you know, one thing that I always consider that I, I don't think people really categorize it like this. I'm a husband. That's a job. That is a job. And it's not even a bad job, but it is a job. Like, you got to put in a lot of work. My man said, I'm married. I was married around here. You got to put in a lot of work. And my I got wife a whole other job. That's what I'm saying. Like, she want attention. I got to take, you know, uh, take care of the house, cut the grass, make I'll sure everything's you, cool around there. Um, show her a good time on weekends and take her out places and dinner. Like, that stuff weighs in, too. You take that, and it, I can tell you take that serious. I take it real serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I come from a family... Um, at least on my dad's side where, you know, even though my mom's side, I ain't even going to slap my uncles on my mom's side. Every man pretty much, now that I'm thinking about it, every man takes care of his family. So I don't want to be the one that, you know, messes stuff up. You know, most, Trey, most of them married too. Trey takes care of his family. 
Um, Herman, his father takes care of his family. Uh, my father took care of me. His brothers all took care of their family. Every man in my family takes care of their family. So um, married or not married, they take care of what they have. If they're married, they take care of their wife. If they just have kids, they take care of their kids. So I'm not going to be the first one in the family to screw that up. So I ain't going to blow it. I ain't going to put that on me. I'm not going to blow it, man. I ain't doing it. Now that's good, man. That's good. And, I'll take and, and serious. That's 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 generational. There is no generational curse to break in that in that situation. Not at all. You know, that's that's generational longevity. Let's keep this thing going. Most definitely. And uh, and and that right there, you know, I was raised by my father, and and him and my mother didn't have the greatest of times all their lives, but he was always there, and he raised me. He was in the house with me yep. and that every counts. day. Um, we wasn't rich. We, we, you know, he didn't. He wasn't perfect. We didn't have everything going for us. At one point in time, ask your dad this one. At one point in time, we didn't have a car, and I think you guys were like three, four blocks down the street from us. Oh, I walked to you guys' house every morning because you know your dad was a band teacher. He had to be there early, yep. so I had to get up like six in the morning to to get somewhere three blocks from the house. Man, I didn't understand that. Man, but he was at school at like. 645, 645. How so. do you remember that man Because he definitely was Because that was like My freshman sophomore year Of school Of high yeah. school Did you go to Douglas Yeah Oh okay Yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah, at yeah. Douglas man So Trojan What's happening <laughs> um, So yeah So I mean I'm, I'm, I'm right there with it But my point is You know Just a father being there man That's one thing We don't That's one thing As dads We gotta be lucky That Moms, listen, moms got to clean up the house, cook, do all this, take care of the kids, have the kids, right? Yep. Their job is a lot longer than fathers. Fathers, listen, we kind of got it easy. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. Just be there, man. Just be there. Literally, just be there. Just be, be there, there take man. Care of your business, work. You know, I don't care if you're a garbage man, if you, whatever you do, just be there. Be there. That's that 85% of the job. Really. Yeah. Really, it is. Literally. Once again, just be there. It's not hard. Adam Francisco, the ambitious swagaholic. <laughs> uh, real quick, man, you know, I saw that we're going on 171 days of Brittany Griner being gone. We just saw that Russia had the nerve to give about a nine-year sentence for less than a gram of, of hash oil or whatever. Seven. And and of course the whole political game that they're playing. Everybody's you keep hearing this term. This is a show trial. Mm-hmm. Like this is fake. Yeah. For for Russia, this is all just to put on paper, just to say we did it. Um, and it almost seems like we're going backwards to when she first got detained over there, wrongfully detained, and they were telling us not to say anything because Russia doesn't want to be put on blast, they don't want to, right, have this thing drawn out through the media. Yep. And I saw that Russia, they're going back to that. They say they're, they're open to negotiate, but you guys are not going to just keep bashing us and, and do this publicly. So it looks like we're back to that, keeping it quiet, and I won't be surprised if in the next few months we'll see maybe a little less yeah. of Brittany Griner news. Um, so as they play this game with her life, I just saw the other day that they certainly pushed forward for everybody who's flying, if you buy a ticket and the, the airline delays your, your flight or cancels it, you get a refund. Mm-hmm. Everybody across the board signed off on it. So we can get stuff like that done. But this stuff, ah, ah, I don't know, nine, who knows? It could take another year. Who knows? I know you have an opinion on that one. Man, I made a post on Instagram two or three days ago just talking about how wrong this is in the comment section is ridiculous man like everybody is up well, not everybody but there's an, enough people up under it understand where we're at this is Oklahoma yeah enough yeah. people are like well you know she knew what she was doing blah, blah. okay let me address that because I know a few people that are listening to this may think that same thing mm-hmm. it is not about what she did we know she knows we all know yeah you maybe shouldn't have brought Made any marijuana yes we know that the point is a, she shouldn't have nine years. She shouldn't have nine years for a, a point seven, point seven, not even a full G, right? Um, of of oil, not even flour, of oil, <laughs> oil. of oil. Um, 
nine years, a decade. This girl is my age, like 28, 29 years old. Mm -hmm. She's going to be in there until she's almost 40 if we don't do something about it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But above that, I'm... I'm upset about that, but I'm not as outraged about that because that is a different country. That is like their laws and we can't do nothing about their laws. Right. But it's it's the lack of initiative that we didn't take. Um, we took three months to really push on Get into this. it. We really took, because at first, you know, some people were talking about it, but, you know, um, nationally, we weren't really pushing the topic like we are now or like we have over the last month. Mm -hmm. um, I'm telling you right now, if this was Tom Brady, if this was Tom Brady, there would be, oh, Jesus Christ, if we'd be going LeBron. to war. If this no, was LeBron? It would be a whole thing. No, no, no. Tom Brady specifically. Okay. Tom Brady, Taylor Swift, any of those people. I'm with if you. this was Taylor Swift, I even not even an athlete. I'm we would be going to war. It would be an entire thing right now. There'd be signs, fight for Tom. It'd be a it. whole thing. And deep down, we're not scared of Russia. We're not scared of Russia because our armed forces are so much stronger than Russia's. Um, that if we really wanted to get Brittany Griner back, we could get her back. We could get her back quicker. I, I, and, and I think I it's think. Just, and just just to to political, just negotiate and just playing political games, you know they're talking about, you know Russia doesn't want to do this through the media and and, and publicize everything and and you know you they don't say, want to publicize how say, how wrong they are right now and how we're disappointed <laughs> with them. How about we kind of lessen how much we publicize how much money we're giving to Ukraine, please. We're just pissing Please. Russia off just a little bit more. Please, because Ukraine don't care about the way I look. We cut, we cut Ukraine a hundred million dollar check every week. Why are we giving Ukraine money, man? And they continue to get beat. And that's another thing. No, no. <laughs> they but that shows me what our money. That shows me though how weak Russia really is because it has taken them this long and they still have not invaded all of Ukraine. Yeah, I should. Yeah, they Ukraine really should. is very clearly a weaker be country. It. If Russia was that powerful, they would have taken over that country within a week. Of course, that, I don't know if so, this is true, but the, the word I always heard about Russia is that they're, they're more bark than bite. Yeah. You know how you pull up on in, in, in Moscow and you see all their planes and, and tanks out there in the snow and, yep. and looking, looking real intimidating? Yep. They don't even work. They don't. <laughs> like they, I, I heard they don't even work. They don't even work. They, they're, just, they're just out really? there for show. Yeah. Like, you that's, know, it, that's it does, what I'm getting from Russia. It looks menacing, right? They, I got have, the, they got the missiles all pointing one way. and My best uh, friend is in work. the Air Force. He was telling me, bro, if we really wanted to just invade Russia ourselves, we could do it in a, uh, maybe a week, maybe a week and a half. Right. He was like, we probably got, I think he said, we got about eight soldiers to their one. <laughs> right. Easily, right? He was like, "They're not that that strong of a country." So the fact that we're kind of like succeeding to them, yeah. like you know, whatever Russia needs, you know, don't publicize it because we're gonna. Nah, man, yeah. bump that. If that was Tom Brady, y'all be dropping bombs all through Russia right now. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, I'm with it. Brittany Griner, we with you. We're Most with definitely. We gonna it get sucks. you out of here. Um, but I, I don't know. I and ultimately, I do think they'll get something done, but. Yeah. You know, once again, they, they you know, they, in our community, we always say the black woman is the most disrespected person in, in America. That's what I post on Instagram. And this yeah. is this is a, another example of that. There's no it's doubt about that. It's just a lack of initiative for me. Do, do, do you agree with Boosie? Little Boosie badass? What do you say? He was going hard at, uh, he was kind of mad at Kamala. Nah. The vice president. Because, nah, I didn't you know, that. he was just saying, listen, I mean... Black woman to black woman, where are you? Yeah, I've not heard anything from her at all. Nothing. I've not heard anything. And listen, I don't go to Boosie for my political opinions. Oh, yeah, not at all. But, but, <laughs> I but can't. you can't. Is but. he is he is he totally off base on this one? Now I understand, Vice President. Everybody has their role. Everybody has their, you know, their limits of what they can and can't do. But damn, well, when I mean, is enough enough. Like, when are you gonna take that stand? Like, man, forget the job, and we got to get this black woman out of this country. Kamala she, Harris. Yeah. Can I can I get like a Come a twenty twenty like primetime interview or something Come about on, this? <laughs> Anything. Doing, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, Boosie. I, you know, I, I, and I saw some some comments. People were getting mad at Boosie because how dare you? She's a listen. I, I mean, that's 
That's a question. That's a viable question. Great question. Where, where are you at, Vice President? Come on now. Help us out a little bit. Please. Uh, Adam Francisco, chopping it up with me, uh, live in the Whatever You Say studios. And listen, like like 85% of the people in this in this state, Adam, I know what you are. You are a Cal Lake Soon fan. Cal Lake Soon. Cal Lake Soon. About 85, 90% of this, in this, uh, people in this state feel the same way. You're a fan of the Cowboys. Yeah. The Lakers. Yeah. And the Sooners. Wait, how do you know that? The Cal Lake Sooners. <laughs> Everybody in there down here in Oklahoma, man. <laughs> Everybody. Those are y'all's three teams. I get it. And maybe you'll squeeze some love in there for the Thunder. You know. I was I a bigger I, Thunder fan when I didn't cover them. Right, right. Now, now it's just now it's, it's a job. It's all like I, I do want to see him do good, but now it's, it's a job. Now business. it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you. if I ever move out of here and cover another team, then I can reclaim my fandom. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. But uh, you are a Lake fan. Yeah. Uh, all day. D- defend that shit we saw last year. I can't defend it. Defend that. They suck, man. They suck because uh, the team was put together the wrong way. <laughs> That's, you know, um, there, there's no. Def- I actually had people trying to defend. The Lakers. No. Well, they'll defend Russell. I also know you're a Westbrook fan. Uh-huh. Defend the Lakers. Defend Russell. I'm not. What was that? I'm not really going to defend anybody. I think everybody dropped the ball. I think everybody from Russ to LeBron to AD to the management to the uh, uh, Carmelo. People forget Carmelo's on that team, too. Yeah. Like. Carmelo is still a productive NBA player. What did he do last year? Nothing. Nothing. Like the whole, everybody just failed. Um, but I think as far as Russell goes, not defending him at all because he played like, like, he played terrible. But. Uh, trash bag. Trash. That's what that was. But I use this analogy. Uh, I think I told you this. They, Russell Westbrook is a 2000 and. 12 Lexus okay. runs well one of the better cars high motor um, doesn't die out quick at all like it, it's durable mm-hmm. right um, it's like they got him and put um, all the parts of a 2007 Mercedes into that Lexus and expected it to still run like a Lexus you can't do that you can't you can't bring in a ball dominant point guard and tell him, hey, I need you to play on the wing. You're going to be a catch-and-shoot and catch-and-create type of player. You can't do that. He's never been that. He wasn't that player in high school. It, it looks like that's what Darvin wants him to do, though. And the, that's what Darvin, Darvin wants. So that's what he wants him to do, and that, that worries me. That worries me. Yeah. Um, I personally think, because every time, if you look back in his career, every time that Russ is talked about like he's been talked about, uh, every time he's doubted, he comes out and does something spectacular. So I do think he's going to have a better year. I don't think he's going to be like a like a, a MVP candidate or anything. I think those mm-hmm. years are past. But I think he's going to have a really good year this year. I think he's going to improve his shot. I think he's going to improve his shot selection. That's the issue. That's what I about to say. So that means his mindset changes then. Yeah. He lost 25 pounds, too. Um, you okay. see that video of him dunking yesterday? Uh, was it was like a, a bunch of kids around? Yeah, it was like a basketball camp. Basketball camp, His yeah, hand was over the rim. He's, he, has, he has had nine knee surgeries. His hops has never been nine an issue. Nine knee surgeries? And, Two and, in and, my career. And at one point, you say he lost 25 pounds? Over the I've I, I wondered if he got too big. Yeah, he was. Like his shoulders and arms. Russ is huge, man. They, they like got too big and just throwing his shot off. And what's crazy is you're seeing him on TV. You look smaller on TV. Right. When I saw like up in person... When they came to OKC and I saw him warming up, I was Yoked like, this up. dude is, he got to be like 235. You've been running around with Mike Bibby, ain't this you? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> Mike out here yoked up. Mike Bibby out here tripping, but, man. That's what they doing. What the Lakers need to do is they need to take a defensive approach next year. Uh-huh. Um, they need to let Russ be Russ, as in be the point guard of this team and have um, LeBron play off the ball more. Um, I think that's... If you're going to have Russ on that team, that's what you're going to have to do. I know LeBron is better with the ball in his hands, but he's also not that damn bad playing off the ball either because he's supposedly the GOAT. So yeah. he's, he's, he's a good he's – sorry, he's really, really good um, playing off the ball. He's great playing um, on ball. 
No doubt. I mean, every Russ, team, every team LeBron is on, you put the ball in his hand. That's what I'm saying. But 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 Russ is really really good with the ball in his hand and really bad off ball. <laughs> so to me, if you're gonna have him on the team and not trade him, which I think they should do, um, you're gonna have to put Russ at that point guard position. The word the word is um, LeBron met with management on that two year ninety six million dollar yep. extension. Too much Jeez, money. Louise. Um, he said the 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 product the meeting went well. What what do you think they talked about? You think the Russ trade came up? It had to at some point, right? The Russ trade had to come up because that's their only conversation really right now. <laughs> right. Russ being traded. That's the only question mark around that organization right now is Russ being traded and who are they going to pick up because they lost all their who want I mean pieces. But nobody's going to want Russ who wants for Russ? that money. He's getting 40-something million too next what year. What kind of work is his, his new agent doing now? Yeah. Because and, and can Russ, at this point in his career, does he have the temperament to go to some rebuilding so, bum team? That was what I was going to say. The hey. only thing that really makes sense, it, it the only team that can pay him the only thing that may make sense that Don't like, say they're it. in a rebuild mode, Don't but they're it. on the up and up, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Indiana Pacers and the Thunder. <laughs> the I only do. two teams. It's yeah. the only one that makes sense. Because, like, the Pacers, I think they're on the downward slope, but I think the Thunder, as far as a rebuild goes, they're looking pretty good. They're looking good. Like, for rebuilding teams, you got Shea, who is an all-star caliber player. He's just not going to get an all-star because of the point guards that are ahead of him. Right. But he's an all-star caliber player, no question. Josh Giddy may be the best passer in the league. And Chet Holmgren, we don't know what he is yet, but summer league, he looked pretty damn good. So you can see the big three for the Thunder forming right now. You throw Russ in there and entice him to come off the bench, maybe a six-man role. If, you know, if, you if, know Russ ain't going for that. He may. He may. He may. You know how his ego is going to go through the wall if we if we go and get ask Russ to come back here. I think Russ, I think Russ has been humbled this year. I think he sees the writing on the wall that you know he's still a productive NBA player, but he's not the MVP, you know, average a triple double type Russell. Does he watch tape? You think he studies tape now? He has. He has to. (laughs) He's a stubborn man. Look, look, look. I used to party with Russ. I know. Uh-huh. Before I was a reporter, even no, even the first couple of years, I, I was over his house, you know, man drinking and all that, you know, chilling. Uh-huh. He is a stubborn dude, on the court and off the court. He's a nice guy off the court. That's what people don't understand about him. Is right. Russ is one of the nicest people you're going to meet. But when he has his mindset on something, his mind is set. So uh, I don't know. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. I'm just saying the only trade that would make sense would be that. It, it would be trading picks because that's what. The Lakers probably won't because they're looking towards the future and the rebuild for them because LeBron got a few more years left. He'll be gone. Yeah. So the Lakers probably want the first-round picks that we got. We could use Russ's veteran leadership if he's willing to take that role on. That's the big question. Um, and yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. You know, it's kind of what we saw that last year when he was in Washington. And if you think about it, and even those, those, those few years when he was triple-doubling everywhere uh, here in the Thunder... He, he doesn't work well with other stars who are nah. on his same level or, or, or you know, higher exactly. caliber. He needs a kind of ragtag, kind of bunch of young guys who who are just, you know, looking to get on somewhere and, and are willing to listen to, to the face of the franchise and aren't going to cause any ruffles anywhere. That's that's the type of situation Russ needs. The best version of Russell Westbrook. But you're not. But you're not going to win like that. Yeah. No. You're not. And he. You know. You know. Everybody can't win a championship. I don't think Russ is the championship winning uh, uh, point guard. He's my, and, and he's my third favorite player of all time. Russ is my third favorite player. But you can't win a chip of all time. But 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 unless he humbles himself to a level that I don't think he ever has, right. he's not going to win a championship. Which no. is fine. Which what is fine. Saying, and I ain't win a championship. That's my second favorite player. Um, but Kobe got enough for both of them, so it's all good. It's all good. That's number one for me. But uh, but yeah, man, um, Russ is gonna have to. I, I well, I hope he's already had that that come to Jesus moment with himself. Maybe with his wife. Maybe she's broken through to him and been like, "Look, baby, you gotta you gotta get something going. Like you you gotta sit down and really look at where you're at." 
career-wise. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, with the Thunder, with Russ. Speaking of the Thunder, uh, what do you think of the draft? Chet, was that your pick? No. I Personally, I was going for Jabari. You were going for Jabari? I thought Jabari I was... I for him either. I feel like, I feel like Jabari was... Evan Mobley with some offensive game. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I like I like Jabari Smith. My guy was Paulo. I think Paulo no is Paulo gonna Paulo gonna be he's not gonna be one, but he's gonna be lobbying for an all-star in the East this year. Uh Paulo is a baller. I think instant success, Paulo would, would have been the guy. But longevity, I think Chet's gonna end up being the guy because he does so much. Like he can do if, if you take away his shot, he's going to get you on the defensive end. If you take away that, he still has a shot. If you take away that, he still has his passing. Like he, There's so many aspects of his game that he can tap into. I don't think anybody else has that. I think Jabari is a really good um, offensive piece, obviously, um, but he's not giving you the assists. He's not giving you the rebounds. He's not giving you the multi-dimensional scoring. He's not giving you that kind of stuff. And I think that's what is different with uh, with Chet. We'll see what happens. Tell me about about uh, the Thunder. This I was thinking about this the other day. Are the Thunder the you know kind of like what we're seeing going through with college football? You know, you got your, your your two, three big conferences, and then all these little schools just trying to scramble and join up with something, right? Uh, are the Thunder the the Utah, the Arizona, the New Mexico, the testing site of the NBA? I feel like I feel like it's understood, like amongst other general managers and owners, that the Thunder have such a good development program that if I got an eye on an overseas guy or a young guy, that maybe I don't want to waste a draft pick on him right now. Mm-hmm. But just because I kind of like what he's doing, let's, let's send him to the Thunder, let the Thunder pick him up. They'll develop him. We'll yep. be able to keep an eye on him. And then if he works out, we'll make a great trade for him. They got a million picks. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like the Thunder are the farm team breeding ground for other teams in the NBA. I agree to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I do feel like um, it's exactly what you said. Um, exactly <laughs> like that. It's just kind of like, let's get, you know, um, Marco Swarovic from, <laughs> right. from whereas Serbia, right. who, you know, has played, you know, 20 games overseas. He averages six points, two rebounds, and two assists a game. Uh, because he can do this well, and right. he could turn into something special. I'm talking about Alexei Pokashevsky. I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and say. That. Um, <laughs> I thought, listen, I thought he was kind of the next up and comer. I two never three did, years man. ago. I didn't. I looked at him and was like, bro, I weigh more than you, and I'm skinny. So how how does this right. work? I'm six one and skinny, and I weigh more than you, and you're seven <laughs> foot two. That, that it just don't make sense. Yeah, um, I think the Thunder are. I think I always say you can't. I'm. I'm never going to try to figure out what Presti's thinking because every time I think I know what he's thinking or, you know, yeah. going to do, he does the complete opposite. So I'm going to stop saying that. But I do think there's a strategy in there where they pick up a lot of guys that are young, raw talent. He says that a lot in his press conferences. You know, he has a lot of raw talent and yeah. this, this and that. Okay, cool. Um, and he chooses, he, he basically picks five to eight that he really likes and he'll stick with them. Everybody else is... is it's the focus is development and getting them like shipped off somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like right now, we got Shea. He's not going nowhere else. You got Giddy. He ain't going nowhere else. Chet ain't going nowhere. Sign Trey Dort. Mann, maybe Lou Dort, maybe. He gave him like a three, four year deal. Or yeah, something Lou Dort will be here. Yeah. After those five, everybody's expendable. Basley, Basley's out of here. Basically, ah, out of here. I think so, yeah. yeah, I think basically got one more prove it year this yeah. year, and if it doesn't work out, think so. The best situation they can find, if there's a good situation, basically first one out because he has some value. I think he's going to turn out to be a decent NBA player, just maybe not on this team. I mean, I think he's nice, but it, you never know because yeah, he'll go, he'll play well four or five games, then you won't see him for four or five games. Yep. I will say his minutes are always weird. Like, yeah. you can't throw a guy out there for 30 minutes a game. He's averaging, like, 15 and 8, and then suddenly just have him on the bench, have him checking in for, like, two or three minutes at a time. You, you can't do that to Well, see, that, that's because, really. once again, they're always in 
rebuilding. Rebuild, let's see what this guy mode. has. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Let's get this guy some minutes. Let's get this guy some minutes. So that's been the last three seasons now, man. Um, Thunder fans, uh, it's us and Sacramento Kings. Let's get ready for that, man. That's what. That's man. what it is. I listen. If you listen to the Big Boy Sports Show years ago. When in the good old days when it was KD and Russ and, and Harden and stuff, I tell, I said, listen, all right, now this doesn't happen yeah. for franchises right away. This is very unusual. First first two, three years and you got very. four or five Hall of Fame, you know what I'm saying? Very you, unusual. You're hitting it out the park that's, every draft. That's the problem with the that franchise. And that's, the, and that's why so many people are disappointed with this team. Because I remember a time, I remember a time when we were just happy to have a team. The Hornets suck. The Hornets. The Hornets were the worst team in the league. Yeah. We were, we like, were just cool. happy to have a team. Yeah. The issue is we are spoiled. We basically um, were born into mansions and now we're back into just a regular house. Yeah. It's really not that bad because there's teams that are in much worse situations than us right now. The Sacramento Kings would love to be us right now. Yeah, Indiana would. Pacers, uh, uh, Wizards, Orlando Magic, Pelican, well, no, Pelicans are doing pretty good now. Yeah. But teams like that would love to be in our situation right now. San Antonio, um, but we're so used to having KD and Russ and two first ballot Hall of Famers. I told you a long time ago, that's not how it works. That's not normal, and it's never going to happen again. I think this team's going to be good, but yeah. I don't think we're going to get that big boom of just two guys who are like like generational greats. I mean, it'll, it'll take a different guy. It'll take a, a Kevin Durant, quiet unassuming star like that yeah. to come come through Oklahoma City and want to stay here and want to invest. I do think Chet could be that guy. You think Chet can be that guy? Chet loves it here. He, he comes his where he, he comes from Minneapolis so uh, kind of the same yeah. size city same demographics kind of sort of um, small town vibes in a big city. Um, he loves Oklahoma City. He said this okay. is where he wanted to go. I think he'll be here and I think Giddy will be here. I'm not too sure about Shea. So I'm I saying, think, man. I think Shea gonna be on his first boat back to either New York or Toronto. <laughs> the more money these guys make, I mean, and you look around and you want to invest it here. Yeah. Shea wanna, had to take that contract. You want to hit the coast. Shea had to take the contract. Yeah. It's his next contract that we're gonna be probably on pins and needles for because I again think he's going to New York, Toronto, one of them East Coast spots. That's where he's from. But when these uh, when these CBA NBA collection bargain agreements uh, get done. Expect uh, lower bread to be shelled out to these players. Oh, yeah. Um, expect a lower percentage of the overall NBA income to be shelled out to these players. Real quick, as I'm making this transition, you know, into my law life and uh -huh. possibly a sports agent, maybe. Don't don't take that for nothing, but hey, maybe. Hey, get that in there. Put it out there um, in the universe. Um, I kind of, I I'm not against these players making this money because th that's going to come back on me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get eight to ten percent of that, so uh, you know I, I, I'm not too hurt about Shea making his two hundred. My man got a plan million. here. You know I, I, I'm not too broken up about it, but but I will say you know these guys are making a little too much money. It's a little too much, man. It alters your why. It alters your your the drive that you have, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you're 25 years old. Years old. You got 150 guarantee coming to you already. I don't know about you, Adam, but I would be a different guy. I 100% would be. I'm a different guy if I saw 100K. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I'm mean, touching 100K, I'm acting different. And, you know, and, and that doesn't mean I'm acting for the better. Yeah. I may be out here doing silly shit. Yep. So, which is exactly what we're seeing with some of these players. Your mind is all of a sudden all going all over the place. I got $150 million to go with. It used to be all about basketball, football. Now I want to build a brand. Now I want to open a clothing line. Now I want to, you know, and, and kudos to you. You have the, the energy, the creativity, and now the money to do that. But is that taking you away from what really got you here? Yeah. Yep. The game, your talent, you know, not the homies. And, and, and it's, I, I sound like an old hater, but just from what I'm seeing. Not a hater, man. You're making sense. From what I'm seeing, I mean, you, it's almost like these guns. I won't get too political. But you can't trust everybody with high-powered weapons. Nah. You can't trust every young 21-year-old with, 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 with a high-powered right. weapon. I get mad enough. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's, that's for, that's for most don't. people. I don't. And you can't trust a young, full-of-himself athlete with $100 million and in, in, in super superb freedom and entitlement. 
it, it's, it's a bad combination. Yes, sir. Let's scale that back a little bit. And watch, watch how much less of these crazy stories we get from these folks, man. That's all. That's all. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the old hater. Wild words from a decent man. Jeez. <laughs> That's all, man. Adam Francisco, folks. Whatever you say, podcast. You say podcast. This is the Whatever You Say podcast.